Hello, and welcome to Property Legal 101, the weekly podcast where I'll be discussing, explaining, and simplifying legal topics in relation to property transactions in England and Wales, so that you can approach your own property projects with more confidence and communicate more effectively with your solicitor. My name is Josh Yam, Associate Partner at Spencer West LLP, and in this week's episode, I'll be looking at the transaction process of a standard second-hand property sale from a solicitor's point of view. As always, this podcast is designed to provide you with a basic understanding of legal concepts, but it's not designed to be a self-help kit in any way. As such, if you're already in the middle of your property transaction and have any specific questions or issues, it is always best to speak to your solicitor. Previously in episode 4, we explored the process for a standard second-hand purchase. And if you have not yet listened to that episode, I would highly recommend this, as it will hopefully help to provide more context and give you a full picture from both sides of the transaction. The sale process is similar in the sense that it is divided into key stages and mini-stages, and I would explain each stage in chronological order, assuming, as with episode 4, that you are the client selling and you have instructed me as your solicitor. Stage 1. Client Engagement Similar to a purchase, once you have accepted the buyer's offer, the property agent will prepare and send out a sales memorandum to the acting solicitors, setting out the key terms of the sale. Based on the terms noted on this memorandum, solicitors will prepare the engagement documents and initial legal documents for the transaction. If I have acted for you during your initial purchase, then I will simply need to confirm instructions with you. However, If I have not acted for you previously, then I would need to arrange with your previous solicitor for your file to be transferred to me. I would also be taking steps to make sure that you are the actual property owner. As a solicitor for the seller, it will be my job to draft the initial contract, prepare the legal document pack for your property, and send these to the buyer's solicitor for review. Stage 2. Ordering Leasehold Management Information Pack For leasehold properties, I would also need to order a leasehold management information pack from the managing agent or landlord. This information pack will provide the most up-to-date information regarding the building the apartment is located in, and include items such as the latest service charge accounts and the latest building insurance policy. The buyer solicitor will need to review this as part of their due diligence. These information packs need to be ordered from the management company and they will normally take a bit of time to be issued once payment is received, so it is normally best to order it early on. Stage 3. Mortgage Redemption Statement If you have an existing mortgage on the property, I will also be obtaining your mortgage account information and approaching the lender for a preliminary redemption statement. This is an early check to make sure that the sale price exceeds the redemption figure. Stage 4. Reply to Inquiries From episode 4, you will recall that a buyer solicitor at this point would be reviewing all the legal documents presented to them and formulating any questions or points of clarification they wish to ask. Once I have received this from them, it will be my job as a seller solicitor to collate and respond to these. Some inquiries may need to be forwarded to you as the property owner, others may need to be put forward to the management company and landlord, and some may be answered by me without assistance. The buyer solicitor will also likely propose amendments to the contract which I will need to consider. 
For any technical legal points, I will be able to make a decision on my own as your solicitor and will always act in your best interest. For any non-technical points raised, I will report to you and take instructions on these. Key Stage 1. Exchange Once all inquiries have been adequately addressed and a contract has been agreed, I will report to you and arrange for the contract documents to be signed. At this point, I would also have obtained from a buyer solicitor some dates they would like to propose for final completion, and I will have a discussion with you as to which of the proposed dates would suit you best. The important consideration for you as a seller would be if you need to arrange for furniture removal, or if you have a related purchase and need both sides of the transaction to be coordinated. Once exchanged, both parties will be legally bound to complete the transaction in accordance with the terms of the exchange contract. Stage 5. Pre-completion preparation. After exchange, it will be my job to prepare the completion legal documents, which needs to be signed, and also the final completion statement, ensuring that all items are accounted for financially. If you have a mortgage, I will also be approaching the lender for a final redemption statement, calculated to the agreed date of completion, and I will report to you on the exact final redemption figure. From the seller's point of view, once I have your signed documents and final redemption statements, we will be set for completion. I will prepare our final financial statement to you to show you the net proceeds which are to be returned to you. Key stage 2. Completion. On the agreed date of completion, the buyer solicitor will transfer the required completion funds to my firm's client account. Once the money arrives and I have checked that the amount is correct, I will formally complete with the buyer solicitor by dating all the signed legal completion documents and notify you and the agent that completion has taken place and that keys can be released to the buyer. At this point, the sale is formally completed. I will also take steps to arrange the return of net proceeds to you as per our financial statement. From your point of view as a client, you may consider the sale process as finished now. However, there are a few more steps that a solicitor will need to attend to. Key Stage 3. Mortgage Redemption If you have a mortgage, a vital step that I will need to immediately follow up on on a date of completion is to transfer sufficient funds required to the lender to redeem your mortgage. This is important because the lender's redemption statement is calculated exactly for the agreed date of completion. And so, even if funds are one day late, this could be problematic. Generally, if there is a mortgage redemption involved, I would make sure the contract requires for completion to take place at an earlier time during the day, say 1 o'clock, to make sure that I have sufficient time to transfer funds to the lender. Stage 6. Post-completion matters. After completion has taken place, there may be a few formality matters that I need to follow up on. If you have a mortgage, I will need to obtain and provide formal confirmation of the discharge to the buyer's solicitor so that they can register the buyer's interest at HM Land Registry. For leasehold properties, the buyer may have requested for a service charge retention, which needs to be kept in the client account of the seller's solicitor for a certain period of time. A retention is a sum of money from the sale proceeds, which will not be released to you but held by the seller solicitor until the year-end when the service charge accounts are issued by the landlord. If there are any excess service charge which is attributable to your period of ownership, the buyer will be reimbursed from the retention held. 
Whether this is required will be on a case-by-case -case basis and depends on the service charge records for the property over the last few years. That brings to an end my summary of a basic second-hand sale transaction. This week's episode is shorter than episode 4, and I have highlighted less stages, so you may be tempted to think that there is less work involved for a seller solicitor. However, whilst the seller solicitor will do less work in reviewing documents and due diligence, the seller solicitor has to coordinate with various parties to assist the buyer solicitor in their due diligence work. As such, there is still a lot of work to be done, but just of a different type. As always, if you have any questions on what we have talked about this week, or if you have any topics you would like me to address in a future episode, feel free to email me at propertylegal101 at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening, and see you all next week.